Welcome to the podcast. I'm Anita Joyce here with Kelly Wilkness, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks. We're going to start with episode 285, Hot Mantle Ideas. Uh, the show notes for today's episode can be found at decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash 285. Yeah, so we're going to talk about decorating your mantle today, and it's not really necessarily for the holidays. Um, we wanted to touch on the mantle. It is a focal point in most people's rooms if you have one. Not everybody has one. So you can use these tips for any sort of any flat surface, whether it be a shelf uh, in your room or whether it be um, some sort of break front piece of furniture. I think that these would translate to any surface like that. What do you think, Anita? Oh, yeah, I definitely do. And the thing that the thing that I think makes this so important for us to talk about mantle decorating is that it is such a natural it really focal is, point. It is so important. I it mean, really it's is. there's so many parts it's of your vital. home. It's, it is. It's critical. There's so <laughs> many things in your room that maybe you could put off till later, you know, because that's the kind of the thing. You can't do everything all at one time. What should you do first? What you can't? You, <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> well, well, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you should you put off till later? And the mantle, I feel like, is really one of those things that really needs to be addressed first because it is such an obvious focal point. People are going to notice it. You're going to notice it. And if it's off, it's going to be bothering you. Whereas maybe some other room, you could just shut the door and not look at it. But this is a room that you're probably in all the time. And so I really do think it should take priority on the on you know really making sure that it's something that you love. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm joking. It is important. It's um most of the time if you have a mantle, it's in a room where when, as soon as you walk in the front door you're seeing it and it is a major part of either a family room or a living room or if you're really lucky enough even a bedroom. That's that's definitely on my decorating or oh house what a luxury. List. Yeah, to ever someday. I don't know if that'll ever happen. Not in this house. Well, you know when we have our ski chalet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. when we have the ski chalet and we can have <laughs> everyone come visit have the us. Ski out. Yeah. And then you have I don't the- ski, but yeah, that's okay. I don't care. I can make hot mm-hmm. chocolate for everyone. Well, and you know how I've been talking about how this is such an important focal point in your home. The other thing to keep in mind is that not a lot of us have historic homes where they had the amazing molding and detail around the fireplace. If you go into an older home and maybe, and yours has has some nice detail, doesn't it, Kelly? Oh yeah, mine has a lot of detail. And, and almost to the point where I'm like, oh gosh, I wish it didn't have so much because oh, yeah, I am really Those limited. Victorians. Those Victorians, they did were over the top. But I mean, I do love it. I, I, mm-hmm. I mean, really, I'm incredibly grateful that I have that cool mantle that I have. But I am limited in what I can do there because there is a mirror that's inlaid and then and the mantle is very um, shallow. So I can't layer like we're going to talk about today. I can you know, work in threes and I'm giving you little hints at what we're going to be talking about, but I am pretty limited as far as what I can put on the mantle because of the the shallow depth and also because there is a mirror already in there. Right. So what I wanted to start with is just talking about how most of us have homes that were built by somebody else where the builder really was kind of trying to get it up quickly for a good price and a lot of newer homes really don't have wonderful architectural details around your fireplace. Unless you custom built your house, it's just not going to probably be the way you want it to be. 
So what I wanted to start with first is just to mention to you that uh, don't feel like you're stuck with your mantle and your fireplace the way it is right now. I mean, I know we're talking about decorating it, but I want you to even step back before you even talk about, think about decorating it. Maybe there's some way that you can add, if your fireplace, if you're really unhappy with it, get a contractor over there, get a, a carpenter, get, you know, get your guy over there and think about some ways where you can add some molding or add a special mantle. I mean, there's a lot of things that can be done. And yes, you can do it after the fact, after your house is built. So I do want you to kind of think about that uh, along with all the decorating that we're going to be talking about today. You know, that's so smart because I didn't really go that far back uh, in my getting ready for the getting ready for this episode i just started doing the decorating but you're mm-hmm. absolutely right it's really simple in fact we have a couple of episodes on that so oh gosh i think i'm in charge of the show notes for this one so i'll remember, <laughs> I'll remember or someone will remind me if i forget yes. to um to link to those because we did a whole one about you know uh doing something to the brick or the tile. We did a whole episode on that. Like, how can you really change it up? But today, the the primary focus is decorating. But that is so great to mention, Anita. And it can be as simple as a really nice, chunky piece of wood that either you or somebody you hire or a place that you buy it from has a nice bevel on it or some sort of nice profile or finding two old corbels and putting a piece of wood over it and making your own mantle. Mm-hmm. Right. And maybe sometimes people have brick they don't like or rock they don't like. A lot of times you can panel over that. So just yes. keep that in mind. Uh, get to just talk to somebody who knows what they're doing because it does have to be something that can handle the heat. So good yeah. point. Now, good point. I, now you and I do consults for people and we've talked to a lot of people about their fireplaces. We have. It, it is a big topic because it's a big mm-hmm. thing. And like right. we're saying, it's a big focal point. And if you don't like it, it's really hard to just move beyond that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But right. there is hope. There's so much hope and there's so many easy ways to fix it. Right. So. I think the thing that we see, and you can tell me if you think differently, the thing that I see the most that makes people unhappy with the way their fireplace mantle looks is too many little things. And it's the thing that we talk about really throughout your house. A lot Bigger is better and less is more. So what you want are taller things. Obviously, it's not going to be able to be very wide. Most mantles aren't that deep. But you're going to want something tall, substantial, and not so much. Not not a lot of little things. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Absolutely. Um, now that we're turned our attention to the decorating of the mantle, yes, people... They do complain about that they don't like it at all, but we're, mm-hmm. you know we've covered that, and that's for a different day or past days. And uh, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. definitely talk about like they'll send us pictures and say, you know, I just don't, there's, I just don't know what to do. And I think the um, knee jerk reaction to that is to put more on, add more. Isn't that the truth? I think yeah. we all have that knee jerk reaction. I don't like it. I should add more, but really, that's not a good. That's not a good knee jerk reaction. I mean, really, yeah. I think the thing is when you know it doesn't look right, especially with a mantle, it's not like a whole room. Just take everything off. Start over. Start from scratch. And then you're going to put back kind of the, your favorite things. You're going to start with some tall things. So if you have room, I think a nice piece of artwork or a mirror 
And depending on your, your mantle, you could either do a leaner or actually hang it. And this is, you know, this, but, but if you do a mirror, keep in mind, you don't want it reflecting something ugly, like some ceiling, you know, fan, make sure, you know, if you're going to test that, that it's not going to be reflecting something you really don't want to see. That's true. And I, while I do love a leaner, you know, if it's leaning backwards, it might be reflecting something off the ceiling that you don't like. like right. A popcorn ceiling or like you're saying, a ceiling fan or a light fixture that's not your favorite thing. So make sure that it's, it's in a position where it is reflecting, if you can, a, a window, you know, out of doors or mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's a piece of art across the other side of the room or just your wall, it would be fine. And then... um I think that you'd be happy with the mirror above it. I think that's one of the best things to put above a mantle. Now, of course, we'll address the situation where people have TVs above the mantle. Uh, but if you don't, I think it's such a perfect place in a room to place a mirror. Not only is it going to do what a mirror does and open up the space exponentially, it's usually pretty a mantle over a fire, you know, working with a fireplace is usually pretty wide. So you could have a fairly large mirror there and it wouldn't look like it was overpowering for the room. And so you're getting the, the actual, you know, what a mirror does in a room Mm -hmm. generally. And then you're reflecting whatever you're putting in front of it, whether it be candlesticks or your favorite collection of ironstone or a beautiful floral arrangement or a little line of succulents, whatever you're doing, you're going to get to see it almost twice because it's going to be reflected in the mirror. Right. I, I So I love the idea of a mirror. And another thing I think that would go very well with the mirror is I think it's a great place to add some light. So this is where I really want to see some candles. This is where the battery operated candles come in to play. It's a wonderful place to put a lamp, but then again, you're limited by the depth of the mantle. Also, you probably won't have a great place to plug in the lamp. So this is a great place to really add some interest, add some romance with some light, but do that with those battery operated candles that you can put either in a lantern or on a candlestick. Most of the candlesticks I don't think are going to be tall enough. So I would really be looking for a really tall uh, lantern to put up there. I think that would be really nice. And then maybe the other thing you could do instead of one of those battery operated candles is to put some of the string lights, the fairy lights in there that are battery operated and turn that on or have it on a timer. Wouldn't that be gorgeous? So, so pretty. So would you say you're putting one of the chunkier candles? Not You're not talking about tapers. You're talking about a chunkier candle? No, right. In those lanterns? Is that what you're suggesting? Yeah. Yes, yes, the big chunky pillars. Mm-hmm. Right. So I can't even, I, you know, I could maybe fit one, but I couldn't fit the lantern part of it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. what right, I have right. is I did in, I have in threes, three different candlesticks, um, two of each. I have a set of three on one side and a set of matching set of three on the other side. But each one of them is different, but they're all, I spray painted them all gold. And I just can fit tapers. So I am, um, I just put them in sort of a little cluster. So working in threes, which is, you know, really that magic number that we talk about to use in your decorating all throughout your house. But it also comes into play on your mantle on a small scale. If you're working in threes, 
You can even go slightly overboard and have more things there if you break it up into little groups of threes, because that's really pleasing with the eye rather than having a zillion different things on there. Mm -hmm. Um, if you feel like, oh, you know, I really want to have my three or four collections of things that I love, but use them in threes and rotate them out in groups of threes. And you can kind of get away with it that way rather than just having a, a whole lineup of one-offs on your mantle because that's really confusing and I don't think you're going to be happy with that. So what I have is the, these uh, the the three taper candles. Now, I didn't use the ones that you can, you know, that are battery operated there mm -hmm. because on the taper, they're still a little wonky. I don't think we've come all the way that we need to go uh -huh, for that right. type of candle, you know. Right, right. But the technology isn't there yet. Not there yet. I do light them. And in fact, the other night for Thanksgiving, uh, we decided to have our little appetizer in the living room before we went to sit down. And I thought, I'm going to, you know, it's just my family, but I'm going to light them up. You know, I light them sure, up when company yeah. comes. And so it was so pretty to sit in there. So you have, mm, you know, even nice. though it's this really shallow mantle, I've got six candles going on in there. Of different oh, heights, and it nice. was beautiful. Yeah, that's really nice. And I've got the t the TV now. It is hidden behind the doors, but that really is very limiting. And I, I've, I've got to tell you, it's a rough it's rough working around that because there's really I can't put anything very tall in the center. So I have two candlesticks on either side, which is just I love the idea of the three, but I only had room for two. So I have mm -hmm. two pretty tall, and each one is different, and they're on either side of. Uh, the TV. And then when the doors swing open, you can't willy nilly just throw them or it will knock over the candles. But my family already, you know, they, they're trained very, very well not to just throw them. They are. Yes. <laughs> Molly even knows how to do it. Oh, Molly. She, you know, pinch, Molly, the collie can do it. Molly, the collie is the best behaved member of our family. I, just hands down or paws down, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> she really is. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. The other thing that we want you to consider when you are decorating your mantle is that it, it doesn't, even though it is a focal point, it doesn't stand alone. It needs to work with the rest of the room. Now, this may seem obvious, but... We'll tell you how many times we've seen photos, not necessarily of clients or listeners turned, uh, you, you know, clients through the consults, but just even in regular life, visiting people's homes, or even sometimes you see it in magazines this way or on blogs and whatnot. The mantle should be integrated with the rest of the room and make sense with the rest of the room. And sometimes people get so carried away with decorating the mantle, it, you look around and it doesn't really make sense with the rest of the room. So hmm, not that's only a good the point. yeah, not only with color and whatnot, but the whole feel of it. And you hmm. want to also make sure that it's integrating with the wall on either side. So what's going on on either side of it? You know, don't pluck it out and decorate it in a vacuum. Make mm -hmm. sure that it's working with yeah. everything. Yeah, and it's a great place too to dis to display your blue and white collection if you have some vases or something. If you have tall. blue and white collection. If yes. you have blue and white, have uh, blue another and white. thing would be like ironstone, some really tall or really white pictures that you can get at home goods. Mm -hmm. you, know, you don't have to have the fancy expensive old 
crackle glazed ones. I like to mix the cheap new ones in with kind of the older ones that are all uh, stained and, and worn that have a lovely patina. But this is a great place to display something like that. And when you have several of them, different heights and a little bit different, that that can be really pretty and add some interest. So wouldn't that be pretty to have a dark, maybe mantle, a uh, dark fireplace and then have those white pictures there? I think that would be really nice. Oh, gorgeous. And yes, if you have a large collection of sort of one thing or you know, of different sizes, or maybe, you know, one has a little relief on and the other one is plain. I'm picturing the Ironstone has Anita mentioned right now. If you have a collection of that, you can put that all on your mantle, but it really needs to be one thing, very Mm -hmm. much the one thing. Right. And then it works as a whole. Well, and I think that's another thing. I've seen maybe five, six, things put on the mantle where it's all it's artwork layered with mirrors and it's all you know leaning and it's kind of the layered look is nice but here's the thing when you have five things there I don't know what I'm supposed to be looking at I don't know what the main thing is and so I think that can be confusing and not feel uh you want it to feel pleasing to the eye you want it to make sense to your eye so I think you have to have one main piece in mm-hmm. the center and maybe some smaller things. But I think you want it to be obvious, this is my star. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to have to guess which one's the main one. And yes, you do need a main one, I think. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to disagree there. Man. Oh, really? You're going to well, disagree with that? I mean, okay. not. it's not a hardcore disagree, but it. I think that if you're doing one thing that is a collection, and I wouldn't make it a thing that's very busy. So again, the iron oh, yeah, that comes to mind. Something yeah. like that. That then becomes the one thing because it's unified. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, no, I, I think we're, we are in agreement. And, uh, oh, I'm, I'm thinking of, I was worried there. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. I've seen where it's a bunch of artwork and it's all about the same size, but they're kind of uh-huh. all layered and they're all like summer mirrors, summer artwork. And oh, no, no, just, no, no, no. That's that not what also, I'm that's, I know. I think we are in agreement. I mean, you, oh, right. Shoot. No, uh, no, 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 no. Oh, heavens forbid. Right. No, we're not disagreeing. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 you're right. No, 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 you're right. No, it's all good. <laughs> okay, so you guys got that? So we're in agreement and it's good. So you could have one thing, you know, that acts as one thing, but don't mix a whole bunch of things together. It's too confusing. And yeah, lots of layering. A little layering can be good. You know, maybe one piece of art or one black and white photo that's pretty fabulous that maybe has a big white mat on it or something and then maybe another one leaning on it so so each one of them has a little room to breathe so to speak and you can appreciate both uh, you don't want st- you know, stuff that looking like it's stacked on your mantle mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. confusing yeah and i yeah i mean there's a lot to be said for kind of the just kind of a, a piece of artwork and kind of something large on either side, maybe not matchy, too matchy-matchy. Maybe it's something different, but you really don't need a lot here. Now, if you have a situation where you do have a TV, are we ready to talk about that? Sure, I can. Okay. Well, I'm, you know, then you're kind of limited to things to put under the TV. And like I said, I've got my two candlesticks on either side. They're really very tall, especially with the candles on them. And then I just kind of have a few books and then maybe a, a wire basket over to one side. So very simple under there. I think it's really easy for it to feel 
cluttered uh, if you have the TV and then stuff underneath it. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Yeah. I, I mean, I have, I had to deal with that in my other house in San Marino before I moved here. And I just did, I didn't have anything to close over it or whatnot. The TV was just there. And I did something very simple and tall on either side. I had these sort of uh, lightweight metal pedestal kind of urn sort of things. And I just had simple boxwood balls. Oh, that's really simple. Just, just something simple. Peter didn't like them there. He was like, Oh, it's distracting from the TV. I was like, ah, yeah. That's kind of the idea. <laughs> we don't want anything distracting yeah, from that kind of big idea. black square I mean, there, a rectangle. Yeah. I mean, they have all those really cool things now that you can have, uh, you know, a, a piece of art that transforms into a TV or you can have a mirror that transforms into a TV. I mean, those things are pretty amazing. I'm sure they're pretty expensive, but maybe as time goes on, kind of just the same way it happened with the big screen TV itself. You know, at first when those came out, weren't they like 10 grand for a big screen TV? And now, you know, you can get one at Costco for probably like, I don't know, $500 or something like that. Yeah. Now I know a Ballard designs for a while had cabinets that you could put over your TV, but if it was Mm -hmm. past a certain size, I think it was like 48 inches. It was not big enough, but you know, so that's when you need to, as we say, know a guy because, yeah. you know, you got to have a guy there that can go. Because if you have a large TV, you could probably hire someone to just build a little box around it. It might not be as much as you think it would be. And yeah. some of you ha- yeah. are handy yourself or you have a handy husband. So that's something that, that you could make if you're if you're clever that way, which we just we don't do those things ourselves. <laughs> No, I do have a drill though, and I feel kind of really sexy when I use my drill. Yeah, That's about well, as far as I go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love, I love my power tools. I want to remind you that we are available for design consults. We take on your design dilemmas, questions, renovations, any project you want to talk about, any room, any space. We are here for you, and we really do enjoy doing these. And I think we've helped people a lot. So if you want to sign up for a consult, head to the link in the show notes. It's decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash consult. We hope to talk to you soon. Okay. So back to the mantle. Any well, here's uh, additional a, tips there? Well, I, yeah. I mean, if you have a mantle, you know, if you, we've talked about what do you do if it's not really so exciting, but sometimes there's a beautiful mantle that has really some good bones to it that was well done. And one option is just to do nothing. I've Whoa. seen that. Do- well, I know it's a little out there. I mean, and it's not for everyone, it's but not I've for seen everyone. Sometimes right? it, sometimes it looks great. Uh, sometimes it doesn't. I mean, you know, it just, just tr- you, that's something you could try because I have seen it done well. And I've seen things where it's just maybe one large painting even, and that's all. I mean, there's just a lot of different things that you can try uh, and just see, see if you like it. Yeah. I, I, you know, and we are in the throes of Christmas decorating and all of that now. In fact, our next episode is going to be all about Christmas trees and decorating them. So this might be something that you're going to think about in January when I know I just love to have a clean, fresh start mm, in January. Me too. Yeah. So maybe then you just take everything off the mantle and you just let it breathe for a little while and then you decide. And if you're going to put things back, it, it is definitely better to err on the side of one smashing, fabulous piece of art or mirror, mm-hmm. 
something like that, or one fabulous vase or something with some branches in it, something like that, rather than 50 small things. So if you just keep that one tip in mind, you're going to be good. Well, and I love the idea, like I said, of one big painting and then some lighting sconces on either side. I think that's just Mm -hmm. such an elegant look. But again, I think a lot of people have TVs up there and that really does mess things up. I mean, it just, it just makes it very hard from, but, but it's practical. So I get it. I mean, like I said, we've got one up there too. So, uh, you know, I, I, I get it both ways because if you don't put it there, where do you put it? Right. And then if it is there, then you're, you really are limited. So yeah, we've got to come up with some good ideas for disguising that TV. There's got to be something out there that we don't know about. Well, I don't know. We've kind of covered it all. And then you even have the projecting idea. So, you know, if, you know, you have to be open to the idea of getting rid of the TV and then there are definitely options. Okay. So my friend, my neighbor, Sarah, very clever. She has, you know, the old screens where you would pull it down if you were having Mm -hmm. your projector or, you know, we heard tell of back in the day. And then you would, it would just kind of uh, go all the way up into the metal drum at the top. It would disappear. She has a map and she pulls it down and it covers the TV. Is that not clever? Well, that's very cool. Well, when, um, when we had our apartment up on 96th and Madison in New York and we bought it this way, it was a beautiful pre-war apartment building. I mean, you know, it was really well done. All the molding, gorgeous, gorgeous. And there was a beautiful fireplace. And the woman who lived there before, she worked for J. Crew, and she did very cool. And she definitely had awesome style. And she clearly didn't want to have a big TV. But it was back when you still could get those sort of the big TV that where actually it was kind of like built into the coffee table and that had those projector lights coming out. I don't know when she bought that, but that's what she had Projector lights, what? Yeah. So the TV would actually, so there was a, just like you're saying, it was a screen like a teacher would pull down to watch a movie, you know, Uh in classroom. And it went up into a drum in the ceiling and it pulled down on top of the... Stop it. Yeah. So I had a picture of the mantle and then I would pull... When If we wanted to watch TV, I had a little pole and I would pull the thing down (gasps) and then you turn the TV on and like... And then the TV projected from like somewhere... I forget exactly where it was. Oh, I see what you're saying. Under the Mm -hmm. coffee table. Mm -hmm. Well, and I've seen... uh, Have you seen those at the foot of beds? Where they used to have the uh, there's a just kind of a console or something, and then you would push a button and the TV would right. come up. I haven't seen those in a long time, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think those, those ever really caught on. Yeah, no, I don't think they did either. But I saw them in the magazines. They were in the magazines. They're probably really expensive. And then you had this big thing at the end of your bed, and you you know whatever. Yeah, what are you gonna do with right, it? Yeah, but, but now you just watch. Now we just watch TV on our laptop. But whatever. So yeah, yeah, you know, just yeah. So technology's changing. Oh, ain't that the truth? Okay, so um, we want to get in a, some um, a reader question, listener question, right? And we have you had something that you wanted to read from that we got from someone, I right, Nina? Do I do? I've heard from two listeners. One is Margo in Massachusetts. Hi, Margo. And Margo had recently moved and she's had some health issues. She's been going through a really tough time, but she talked about listening to our podcast. And she said she told her husband that we are her make-believe friends. Oh, which there's no make-believe here, girl. I know. 
that's what I'm saying. I told her, I said, we're not made believe. We're, we're your real friend. So, uh, yeah, but anyway, she told, so tell your husband, Margo, we are real friends <laughs> and we mentioned no you on the podcast. No, she says she sits with a teacup, uh, of her coffee or tea and listens to the podcast. So. Oh, I love it. it. Me too. I know. <laughs> and then, and then Barbara on Instagram said she listened to the episode on the Christmas colors and she said it was just great having us in her home, uh, drinking coffee and chatting with her. Oh my so, gosh, we drink a lot of caffeine with all these. I gals. know I we it. we drink a lot of coffee and tea. So we are there. We are so excited you're listening and letting us know. Email us, send us some questions, send us some tips. We'd love to mention you on the podcast. Yeah, that yeah, was, and, and it's and truly, I mean, obviously we couldn't do this without you guys. I mean, we could, but it'd really be a little silly. We wouldn't need these microphones or anything. We could just talk to each other. But. So yeah, it would just be we, a phone would, call. There would be no podcast without all of you. So we, for sure, feel like everybody who's listening is part of this community. And I have to tell you that, uh, you know, we talked about Jackie B and her son-in-law and what he's going through right now. And she was so appreciative that, uh, you know, everybody, she definitely felt prayers and good thoughts on that Monday. She didn't know exactly what was happening, but I guess there was some really great progress that Jason made on that day. So thank you for everybody oh, who are coming together and and sending your thoughts and prayers that way. And we have a, um, a listener question all the way from Bedfordshire. Eh, you got me at the word Shire, my friend. I Hannah. love it. Yes. So Hannah M. from Bedfordshire in the UK. Hi, Hannah. Hannah's asking about, you know, what do you do? The, the, the question came in a little bit ago. So we were sort of maybe after Halloween and just getting ready for Christmas. And I know now it's December 2nd when you're listening to this, but we're recording it a little bit earlier. And I have to say, I just eradicated my home of the pumpkins. So there is, I just time. did this morning. <laughs> Right. Just I mean, the last and then I find another one. I'd be like, Oh, I can't believe another one. Um, <laughs> uh, so Hannah's asking about what do you do this time between Halloween and Christmas? So if you're not really ready to start Christmas yet, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yet you're totally over with Halloween and, uh, you know, you've got this sort of fall harvesty thing going on. What do you do? How do you decorate? Do you just, you know, one day you change from Halloween to Christmas or is this this transitional period? Well, I love the idea of the transitioning. So maybe after Halloween, if you wanted to, as you're getting closer to the Christmas season, maybe you're transitioning where you're pulling out the orange pumpkins and leaving the white ones. You're adding a little bling. I think this is a great time to pull out the mercury glass, some silver things, and start get some kind of shiny things, but but still don't have to go full bore onto the Christmas. So you're not necessarily going to get out the tree or the greenery until you're ready for that, but start adding some kind of festive, you know, feeling like, you know, it's something's coming. You know what I mean? With some fairy lights and some uh, sparkly candlesticks and everything. Oh yeah. I love that idea. Uh, I would suggest maybe if you don't want to go into the greenery yet, you you could do some bare branches, something Mm -hmm. like that. Definitely adding some sparkle, some mercury glass. I would definitely take away anything that was hollow ween related and um sort of clean all that out and i'm gonna go for a very um 
neutral palette around that time. You know, if it's mm-hmm. particularly if you're going to go into the traditional Christmas colors or even an alternative colorful Christmas palette, maybe you want this time where your decor is just sort of a little peaceful and moving from the Halloweens and the Thanksgivings. But yes, you can definitely leave some pumpkins around. I Last year, I did a whole transitional table uh, for one of the, our blog tours and I mixed in some the velvet pumpkins and white pumpkins and I put a, some a silver and gold Christmas balls on it. So it really all did work really nicely together in sort of grays and creams and wheat colors. So that's how I like to uh, decorate at this time of year. I'm not really 100% ready. If any, I think I've mentioned this before. And if you follow me on Instagram and stuff, I'm kind of a real holdout for Thanksgiving. And so I don't even decorate right away, uh, you know, Thanksgiving weekend. We started to pull the bins out and sort of take inventory, but I don't really have too much up right now. My family thought I was ill because I didn't do Christmas until after Thanksgiving this year. She was saying, what's, are you okay, mom? (laughs) (laughs) There's something wrong with you. (laughs) What's going on? Get that mall Christmas tree up. Come on. I know. I know. So, yeah. Um, And I wanted to thank the several people who took the time to email us about that really interesting antique, that vintage oh, the straw, straw with the strainer yes. thing. And all I did, I mean, I didn't even show any of you a picture of it. But just, y'all are good. Y'all are good. So good. So good. And I, you know, I just sort of described it. And I probably didn't even describe it well because I didn't have it in front of me. And I, we've gotten so many responses. And I mean, one, Joyce was funny. She's like, could it be an Opium pipe? (laughs) Well, I was thinking it was something. I don't think so, Sherlock Holmes. I don't think so. But um, I think we've got the answer. And I think actually a few of you came up with the answer. So um, just bear with me. I'm going to go through the emails again to get everybody's name right and make sure, um, you know, that I get down all the responses because some of them, like Joyce's, were kind of. Are you doing that now? Should we wait? No. Hold on. <laughs> no, you really do like everything right away. No, I'm not doing it right now because okay. it's already 38 minutes and 12 seconds. I'm okay. not going to do that right now. Just ask. But I will do that in the next, uh, you know, probably by the next episode or so. And, but I, uh, you know, I thank you to everybody. We've gotten, since we started doing these listener questions at the end, I'm going to tell you, uh, I am in a very good way overwhelmed by your response. It's so I fun. I love it. Yeah, and, and, and the emails and stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The, that's where we're getting yeah, all these emails. Right, but our email info. is to reach oh, oh. <laughs> you don't I'm know. trying to work my way into the conversation here. Okay. It's decorating tips and trip tricks at gmail.com. Email us there with any any tips you have, any questions, any thoughts, just anything. We we want to hear from you. Yeah, that would be great. Well, this was so much fun. Uh, as always, we are here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. <laughs>